unnecessary intro song to totally waste your time. I think maybe the hardest thing for a human being to resolve is the dichotomy that God and the devil are the same fella. And I don't care whether you're an atheist, a Mormon, a Catholic, a Muslim, Ultimately, it's going to come down to that dichotomy. In every faith, no matter, and every non-faith, at a certain point, you will be forced in your mind to try to resolve the whole issue of good versus evil. If you believe in God, you know, some sort of metaphor for all that is and all that could ever be, you're going to have to ask yourself, well, why did God create the devil? And if you convince yourself that he didn't create the devil, you're going to have to ask, well, who did create the devil? Where did the devil come from? And if God creates everything with all wisdom and he's all-knowing, why would he create the devil? What purpose could it possibly serve if not for just the necessity of everything. You know? As a Mormon, I was uh, raised to believe that, or I was taught that there must needs be opposition in all things. And that is a self-evident truth. It is impossible to have a reaction without an equal and opposite reaction. As far as we know, you know, in our puny little brains. But yeah, you know, I call myself an atheist because I think it's just polite. You know, because typically when people talk about God, they're talking about some, you know, some some force, some intelligent force that resembles mankind. You know, God created man in his own image. And I can't even wrap my head around that because I've never met a human being that seems like they're capable of creating everything. <laughs> so so I say I I don't believe I'm an atheist because it's just polite because as presented 
I go, no, well, I don't believe that. But as I've said before, and I've said many times, it doesn't mean I don't believe in everything. I don't have to believe in everything. My belief is not required for everything to be there. I don't have to believe in good and evil. I don't have to believe in the sky and the moon. It's there anyway. Self-evident. You know, it's all there. It's a miracle everywhere you look. Everything is unfathomable. Especially in the dichotomy and that opposition in everything. Just pondering even the concept of love, you can't have it without hate. Their definitions are intertwined and inseparable in that you can't have one without the other. If you take away hate, there is no definition for love. It needs to be contrasted against something and vice versa. That goes with anything, any contrasting thing, you've got the opposite end. And they are required, and they are inseparable. Everything is inseparable. You can't divide. You can't pull them apart. You can pretend, you can hope. You can hope, even if you're an atheist, that God and the devil are different forces, that they are opposites, but there's no way around it when you think it through. When I speak of God, God and the devil, of course I speak of in metaphor. And in that case, religion as a metaphor is, seems like it contains a wealth of wisdom, you know. How else do you explain it? You know, how do you explain the deep concepts of opposition beautifully and concisely? God and the devil work for that. The language works a little bit better, you know, than clinical scientific language, I guess. Although I'm happy with the clinical thing. I, I wish people would just uh, embrace metaphor and embrace the beauty of the fact that we don't know much. Embrace the humility of the question mark of not knowing, you know, not having to have all the answers. And I get it. It's frustrating. It's frustrating not having the answers. You just want to have them. Look at a child that doesn't have an answer. But why? Well, because this. Well, why that? Because this. Well, why? It's endless. We know that. You can ask why after every answer. You give me an answer and I can follow it up with why. Because I said so. Why? You know? At a point you've got to embrace it, I think. It's kind of the only 
option. If you don't, what's the reward? What is the reward in not seeing that thought through? Who created God? Who created the devil? It's a metaphor for ants asking the question, what the fuck is everything? <laughs> Where did everything come from? Nobody knows. You know? Some of the smartest people trace it back to, they say, well, we can trace it back to the Big Bang. We can see it because everything's separating at a certain speed so we can go we can play that in reverse and it ends up at this little tiny center point where nothing exists and then you go but how do you have nothing what's around the nothing anyway these are the, the older I get the more I realize that it doesn't matter the esteem Man, I just, I just don't see real intelligence amongst mankind. I mean, the smartest, smartest people are still so dumb in the whole scheme of things. But also such miracles and that they exist. I mean... But what we don't know is so much greater than what we do. And I think the difference between people who I respect and people that I don't is that I respect the people who have the humility in the face of all of it to admit that they don't know. And the people I don't respect are people who pretend to know. Because there's some weird arrogance that goes there. It's a weird... Talk about pride. And again, this all kind of... The funny thing is, is a lot of this stuff is taught in the metaphor of religion. And so many people don't really get it. And they don't grasp it. But ultimately, I think... I think a lot of the... A lot of religions ultimately... Are trying... To teach... Humility, and not in the way that people talk about it. You know, I think um, a lot of people confuse humility with um, shame or a sense of smallness or worthlessness, and that's not how I'm. That's not how I'm using it. And I also, and there's another confusing things that when somebody wins an award, or as elevated above above everybody else when they say this is a very humbling thing and I've always gone well what do you mean it's very humbling that seems like it'd be a moment of pride 
So I don't think people use it correctly there either. Or maybe they do, and I'm just such a pea brain, I don't quite understand what they're talking about. But for me, humility is just recognizing the miracle of it, everything, of all of it. Of the fact that even in your darkest moments, even when confronted with the greatest of evils, you can understand that it's all impossible to escape. That you can't really escape it. And therefore, I'm not saying you need to embrace it, but acknowledge it. Acknowledge the miracle of every bit of it. I watched a show on Netflix tonight about a guy who a documentary I hadn't heard of this case it's really weird but a guy who posted a video of himself killing some cats on the internet and then he did another one and his whole uh, the whole internet was searching for him and searching for him oh my gosh who could kill this cat you know terrible despicable thing right um killing cats and posting videos on it, suffocating them. And then it escalated, and these people on Facebook were all searching for him using the power of the Internet. and They weren't able to stop him, really. I mean, ultimately, they stopped him. Spoiler, they stopped him. Only after he had killed somebody and videotaped it. He killed him with an ice pick and whatever, you know. But while I was watching it, I was thinking... Oh, the outrage, you know, just the feeling of the outrage. And and I was thinking, but look at these people and look at Netflix and look at me watching it. And is it possible to have gratitude for him, this evil, terrible person, killing kittens, literally killing kittens, you know, and killing a person on videotape? So that this program could exist and could act as a contrast to all the wonderful things and the kittens that don't get killed. Do you know what I'm saying? Wrapping your head around that stuff is crazy. And they tried to do that with the program at the end. They're trying to say, well, maybe we fed it. Maybe we caused it because maybe if we would have ignored the guy, if we would have ignored his first kitten-killing video, it wouldn't have given him the attention that he needed. You know, because they were like, we're going to kill you, you sicko, and blah, blah, blah. You know? And um, there's a point to that. and But nobody in the documentary at, at any time suggested that maybe... They look at this evil person suffocating these cats and think, Oh dear Lord, what terrible thing has happened to him that he would do that? Not to mention the fact that just outside their door there are kittens freezing in the winter and that there are uh, 
cats being put to sleep and that the all around the world there are people eating cats and dogs that 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 these evil things surround them constantly but as long as they stay in their bubble and forget about them and it's not shoved in their face via a video it's if if, if they find one guy to pin it on oh it's him he's the evil not the shelters not the fact that nature itself has created an environment where not all creatures can survive You know, in one of the videos, he feeds a cat to a python. You know what I mean? He feeds a cat to a python. By the way, there's this part of this thing. In one of the videos, there's an extra set of hands. There's his hands and the others. He ends up blaming the whole thing on this guy named Manny, which they say is just a figment of his imagination. But yet, in one of the videos, there really is an extra hand there. So he did have a co-conspirator in feeding the cat kitten to the python because no person has three hands certainly he didn't anyway i digress but it sounds like heresy and it of course it is heresy to to have gratitude for the drama of evil and how it contrasts and makes goodness all that much better. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. It's frustrating. I get frustrated with it too. You know, at the end of this documentary, they try to go, are we the problem? Should we just turn it off? And I go, or maybe... Should we have a more charitable view towards even those that are creating terrible things? Like, oh, guy killed some cats, made me really angry, made me sick to my stomach. What might have happened to him? Can you fight evil with evil? And I know that it's physically possible to fight fire with fire. I get it. You burn a fire line, right? Stop the fire. But you're really not fighting fire with fire. You're not blowing fire onto the fire. You know, you're creating a... You're burning it out so the fire... You're fighting fire with a lack of fuel by taking its fuel away. Right? Anyway. But yeah, I... I I get in trouble all the time because I, my natural inclination is to defend. In fact, I remember as a Mormon, um, one of the questions that they ask you in temple recommend and bishops interviews when they're wanting, every year around the end of the year, you have to have an interview with your bishop, who is like the local priest, you know, or whatever, for those of you that aren't familiar with how Mormons work. But Anyway, one of the questions I always ask is, have you ever had sympathy for the devil? And I remember always thinking, well, yeah. And matter of fact, yes, because the story that I was told is that God asked Jesus and the devil and Satan to come up with a plan. He's going to send them to earth and come up with a plan. And Satan came up with a plan and said, I'm going to force everybody to do, to do good. Uh, they won't have any choice. Everybody will do good. There will be no evil. And, hey, isn't that a good plan? Then I'll, you know, you can put a star on my forehead. 
And Jesus came up with a plan and said, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go down there and it's going to be free will. People can choose to do good or bad. And if they do well, all the glory goes to God. And God picked Jesus' plan. And it seemed kind of selfish in that um, I thought, well, God knew that Satan was going to choose that one. So it kind of seemed like he set him up. Do you know what I mean? That seemed kind of like a cheap shot to me. It's just like, but wait. They're both your kids, right? Jesus and Satan are both your kids. You knew, you created them both. So you set him up. You set him up to fail. You played favorites. So, yeah, that kind of annoyed me. <laughs> I didn't like that. And I've had my whole life defending. I mean, I get in the most trouble on the internet for defending the accused. You know, I wouldn't have it any other way because I enjoy it and it's just my nature, you know. And God, air quotes, created me too. So, yeah, opposition in all things. I don't know. Think about it. Just think about it. Think about having gratitude for all of it. All of it. Not just the good. Not just the happy movies, but the horror movies too. You know? No gratitude for the whole thing. It's all a miracle, every bit of it. Even the creepy stories about mass murderers, you know? They give us a thrill for some reason. And whether you believe in God or not, God, being everything, made all of it. It exists. It all exists. It always seems to have existed. And it seems like it always will exist. At least until you're dead. And that won't be very long. So, I don't know. Maybe you can muster some gratitude for the next few years before you croak. Maybe that will give you a little bit of patience to deal with people that you just can't stand and you think they're entirely evil. Can you have gratitude for those who you hate? Do they help you love those who you love? Is that possible? Oh! The heresy. I'm a heretic. Thanks for listening.